What is up, DGAFers? We are here with a pretty special episode that we actually recorded a little while ago, but we figured it would be perfect for the timing of everything right now, just to bring a lot of positivity into your life and something else to focus on. <laughs> yes. So if you feel like you are kind of, you know, spending all your free time watching Netflix, or I know my husband and I even did a puzzle for the first time in like our entire existence, um, <laughs> since I was like four. Um, but if you're finding yourself, like you're bored with some of the things you're doing, or you you're just doing some mindless stuff, we wanted to really give you some positive things to focus on, which is why we wanted to relaunch our episode on our favorite personal development books. Yes. So in this episode, we give you our top 10 favorite PD books. And I think this is really going to be something that you can really be doing for however long we're quarantined for, but we hope you use these personal development books in this practice, even after all the craziness is over because incorporating, um, like bettering yourself and, and working on your mindset and, and trying to be that best version of yourself should really be something you're doing all the time. And what, like no better time than right now when you're trying to find stuff to do. So go ahead and listen to our top 10, kind of figure out which one's really speaking to you in this time and give it a read. Absolutely. So let us know too. tag us on Instagram. I'm at fit with underscore Jenna Locke. And I am at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness. Let us know which book you decided to read, or maybe you choose to do a personal development book that's not on our list, but we've inspired you to kind of go searching for that. Let us know. We love, love, love adding to our list. We love consuming the books too. So anything new would be awesome to kind of get from you guys. Absolutely. So keep us posted. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the, the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a dga effer. Like, don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a bloop what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. All right, this is it. Our top eight personal development, professional development, however you want to say it, books. And we're going to start with book number one is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Love this, it. This was one of the very first books that I started reading, and it changed everything for me. I have probably read it about six or seven times now. And anytime I feel like I'm in a total funk, yes. I just go back to this one because it's all about how you don't have to make giant changes to see insane results in any aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. It's just little tiny tweaks here and there and consistency over time will get you to any goal you want to get in. Yeah, I think it's a great book to read if you feel like... 
this goal you're trying to reach is super overwhelming and you're just you're thinking too far ahead. You ever do that where you have some type of big goal that you want to hit and you're like, oh my God, I have to do this, 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 this. Like you have like a list that's like endless and it stresses you out. Then you end up not doing it. Right. I mean, I, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Um, and this book I think does a really good job of putting it into perspective of like, you don't have to think about those big, crazy things that you have to do. You have to think about the tiny things you do every single day and just be consistent as an MFR. Uh-huh. And I like this part. It says, time is the force that magnifies those simple daily disciplines into massive success. Mm-hmm. And it just really makes you think about what actions you need to change and do them over yeah. time. And that's mm-hmm. it. And you're going to get to where you want to go. Yeah. So- and he even talks just about like, tiny things, you guys, like small, like getting up, you know, at a certain time every day and drinking your water and just like little things that are going to get like, that's if obviously if you're wanting to be healthy or something, but just whatever your goal is, he's like, you just have to do these every single day. Yep. And he talks about how we live in a push button mouse click 24 hour world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is so true. We want things immediately. And he says, we expect to see results. We expect to see them now, but that's not how success is built. It's something you experience gradually over time but failure is just as gradual. Mm, It is. And he talks a lot about failure in this. It's like, you don't wake up one day, 40 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. Like you are doing actions that get you 40 pounds overweight and you don't wake up unhappy one day. You, you don't wake, you don't wake up in an unhappy marriage one day. You take actions every single day that eventually tear things apart. I love this. I actually, um, last year, my first day of school, I did, I made a PowerPoint about the slide edge with, for my students, because I think that a lot of the times and in me myself too, I was shocked. He has this graph in the book. Um, and it's basically like a graph where you have success at the top failure at the bottom. Right. And so it's like a curve, it's like a curve. And so like a lot of people will be creeping towards success. And then once they get to like that almost kind of their comfort zone. Like, Oh, I did a lot. And I got there. They start creeping back down to failure. And cause when you get to that certain point, sometimes you like you're comfortable, you yeah. don't, you have to push kind of pretty far to kind of get out of that like realm and get into like the real success. And right. a lot of people don't do that. Um, and, but then yes. it's like, because you stop those daily actions that got you to success, mm-hmm. you start going down again. But most people, right before they get to that failure line, they go right back. They start like, going back oh, up. Oh shit! Oh shit! I gotta go back up. And then they do those actions again, get back almost to success, mm-hmm. and then they get comfortable, and then they go back down. And it's it's like it's a this, constant roller coaster. Yep, constant roller coaster. But no one ever gets not no one. But five, in the book, five percent, five percent get above the success curve and like it, above it. And it's not because they're doing anything differently. They're just doing those things consistently. Yep. When people quit, those people aren't. Yep. So we could literally do an entire yep. podcast on, on, that the, on the slight edge. Okay. Talk about atomic habits because that one is kind of similar. Kind of similar. Yeah. So the next one we really love is called the atomic habits, or I think it's just atomic habits by James clear. And it's very similar in terms of you know, he's talking about this one degree shift that you need to make in your habits daily. And he's saying like, you know, um, I think we've talked about the atomic habits a little bit, but he kind of talks about like one tiny little habit that you can incorporate in your day can really make all the difference. And he really talks about how to take your current habits and build habits you actually want 
off of those called habit stacking. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's great because sometimes we want something, but we don't necessarily know how to get there. And I think our daily habits say a lot about where we're currently at in life right now. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we kind of evaluate what those habits are. And that's kind of what he has you do. He has like a literal checklist where you kind of write out like, what are my habits? Like go through your day. What time do you get up? What do you do in the morning? What's your routine? Because I don't think we're really that in tune with what we're actually doing. I think so too. Yeah. And so he kind of teaches you how to incorporate great habits without being overwhelmed. And he doesn't like the term. I think he said, um, like getting rid of bad habits. He's like, that is literally the hardest thing ever. He's like, if you, if you input good habits, maybe into your day, maybe stack them behind, like brushing your teeth or something like that. Let's incorporate good habits and let's try to squash bad habits. So give me an example of something you've incorporated after brushing your teeth. So, well, I haven't done anything after brushing my teeth, but. Well, actually, <laughs> you have. You Literally. have incorporated drinking your pre-workout. Well, that's true. Why don't do it after I brush my teeth? Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do drink, like, okay, so this is funny. So I, um, my alarm goes off, right? I, I go to the bathroom, do that, whatever. I go get my workout clothes on. And then once I start, um, like, once I get my workout clothes on, that's cue to get my pre-workout, which is, okay, after workout clothes, drink pre-workout. I do drink my pre-workout, go downstairs. So like that sounds really tedious and crazy, but that is really how these kind of habit stackings start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So that was Atomic Habits by James Clear. James Clear. Let's do, let's see. Let's do You Are a Badass Okay, next. perfect. Okay. I love this book. This one is You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. And if you've been following along with our podcast, we have brought this up a lot, a a couple of times, but this is another one that I've read multiple times because it just, she is like in my head. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) like, if you are feeling very low self-esteem or your confidence is kind of lacking, you're kind of doubting yourself a lot. Um, this is something that's going to remind you that you are a badass, like Mm -hmm. that you can conquer anything you're in your own head. Um, and just kind of get it together. Yeah. And she has a very sarcastic way of talking, which I really like, but she, it's almost like she just encourages you to really like be grateful, be present in the moment and really get in touch with what you want. Mm -hmm. And it like, think about what your fears are. So like, if you're afraid of like judgment or, you know, people saying things about your choices, like does that really matter? Mm-hmm. And do you want those people in your life? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I I personally got a lot out of this um, just because in the times that I was reading it, I did have a lot of self-doubt. Um, you know, just thinking that my whole life I was going to live a certain way because I just wasn't, you know, that's for the that's for the talented people. That's for the rich people. That's for these people. You know what I mean? When you say like, I want to do or accomplish this goal, sometimes you get in your head that that's for those kind of people. And what she really does is say, no, this literally anyone can accomplish anything. You just have to believe in yourself and have the confidence. And she really does instill that, I think. Yep. And she, one of my favorite quotes from her, she says, watching someone else totally go for it can be incredibly upsetting to the person who spent a lifetime building a solid case for why they themselves can't. Yep. And that's why people judge other people. For sure. I mean, that's why you and I have been judged for oh, hardcore for things that we've, the choices we've made yep. because we are 
out of our comfort zone. We're living a life that we're proud of and that we're, we love and that is very unconventional. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, people who have not made these choices but would like to judge us because they don't feel like they can do this. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, that was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's kind of long, but I'll just shorten it. You yeah. Are a Badass. Okay. Next one you want to talk about. Let's do Girl Wash Your Face. Okay. Girl Wash Your Face. This one by Rachel Hollis. Super popular, I feel like, right now. At least, I don't know. I, oh, yeah. In the personal development realm. This one's really good. Also, kind of like You Are a Badass, um, but I feel like more directed towards moms, wouldn't you say? Totally. And that mm-hmm. that would be my only downside to that book. I love Rachel Hollis and I love everything that she stands for, but I felt like her book to me was a little unrelatable just because I would say more than half of it is directed toward motherhood Mm -hmm. and moms Mm -hmm. and, and like forgiving yourself for feeling like you have to be perfect as a mom, which is great. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you kind of talk about that because it's not Right. And so if you are a mom and you, God, like the guilt trip you give yourself when you are working on something you're passionate about or trying to incorporate health and fitness journey, or just even going to get your nails done, just getting away from, you know, the chaos in your house sometimes and just focusing on you. I know we can feel very guilty doing that sometimes. Um, and you know, sometimes we think we don't matter anymore and that it's just, we got to give everything to our family. And she does a really good job of, coaching you through how to be an amazing mom, but also be an amazing you because you were you before you had kids. And so it's just an eye opener. And I think, I think it's very cultural, like the United States, I think, um, really puts this weird thing on moms that it's not, you have to be this perfect mom and you have to breastfeed and you have to do that. Like, and obviously that's great, but I think the pressure on us is to be perfect and to give our all and our energy to everyone else except us. And I think right now it is kind of turning with all the women kind of speaking out and, you know, just the books that are out and the podcasts and things and just saying, no, like we're freaking important and we need, my kid is not going to be as happy as they should be or could be if I'm not that right. That's what I was going to say with, with Rachel Hollis. I think she does a really good job of explaining how and why taking care of you first mm-hmm. will benefit everyone around oh, you. Oh yeah. She even talks, there's like a, she talks about pouring something into a, like a vase, mm-hmm. right? Water. She's like, okay, if you have, I'm like something water. <laughs> if you have a vase and she's like, okay, imagine dumping that water in there. Right. And so we think that we have to pour it out every time, you know, we have to give, give, give to our family and we're never kind of keeping any water to ourselves. And she says, you know what happens when you just keep pouring water into yourself, like under the vase, it eventually spills over to everybody else. Mm-hmm. It eventually, so it will, eventually overflow. will overflow to everyone. And so you don't have to keep emptying it out and completely giving your all and not putting anything back into you. Mm-hmm. So I love that one. I do too. And she has a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, girl, stop apologizing. So that's going to be on the list too. So if For you sure. love, love Rachel Hollis, check that one out. Yep. Um, next, we want to talk about the five second rule by Mel Robbins. This was a game changer for me when it came to getting up in the morning because I needed a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this, I actually, I started reading um, The Miracle Morning by, mm-hmm. and we need to, to link yeah, that one we need as to well. Link that one too. Miracle Morning will walk you through exact steps on how to build a morning routine. And we actually talked about that in our morning routine yes, so episode. You can always go back to that one and yep. listen. Um, but part of my morning routine was that I started reading the five second rule during my morning routine. <laughs> 
And That's this funny. was, I know, isn't that funny? Um, and if you are not a book reader, you can go um, Google Mel Robbins TED Talk. And she does like a 20 minute video on the five second rule. And it's basically like you have five seconds to make a decision about something after it comes to your head. So when your alarm goes off in the morning and you think, oh man, I should get up. If you don't do it within the first five seconds, you're going back to sleep. Mm -hmm. You're going to roll over. You're going to hit snooze. So she literally says, think five, four, three, two, one, and just throw your feet on the ground and go. And it's easy to get out of that routine. But if you're struggling right now, read this book because Mm -hmm. you're going to in the morning, even subconsciously, the five second rule is going to come into your head and you're going to be like, Dang it, fine. Five, four, three, two, one, I'm up. And not even that, but even just um, she talks about like meeting people at like like people who are famous or people you really look up to that you're nervous to talk to. Right. That if you see them across the room and you think, oh man, I should really go introduce myself, that if you don't just start walking in that direction, right. you're never going to. You will talk yourself out of it. Yeah. And so at one of the conferences I went to, I did that with one of the speakers and it was amazing. And I'm like, Without the five second rule, I literally never would have done that. Oh, I and I catch myself doing that. You know, if you're intimidated to talk to somebody and you kind of start, well, I don't know, I don't want to annoy them, I don't want to do this, or you know, you're trying to kind of go into your boss's office and ask for a promotion or something like that. It's terrifying, it but is. you can't think about it too long because you're gonna talk yourself out of it because your brain is actually like wired to keep always you safe. keep you safe and comfortable. So if you allow it to think too long, it's going to talk you out of it. It really, mm-hmm. truly is. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and she says, I love this. There's no, there's no wiggle room. The challenge is straightforward. It's you, your alarm clock, five, four, three, two, one. If you fail, it's because you made a decision to blow off the five second rule. Yeah. And I love that because she says change is simple, not easy. And it's so true because it's like, you have a choice. You're either going to do it or you're not. Exactly. Five, it's, four, three, two, one, go. Go. Do okay. it. So five second rule by Mel Robbins. Five, four, three, two, one, go read the book. Yep. <laughs> Next up, this one will be quick. Yeah. This is called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. If you are a procrastinator, go read this book. Um, it is so good in the fact that he talks about eating a frog, that if you had to eat a frog and you put it off all day, mm-hmm. you'd be thinking about eating it. Oh yeah, all day. All day. And you'd be like anxiety driven all day long. Yeah. So he says your your frog is whatever you have in your life that you're putting off. Whatever Mm -hmm. you is like looming over you that you're like, dang it, I really need to do this. And you think about it all day. Yeah. The worst. (laughs) Whatever it is. And he says, do it first thing in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Do it first thing, get up, whatever it is. If it's your workout, if you think about dreading your workout all day, you get it done before 5 a.m. and you're done. Yeah. For the whole day. Well, see, I have the opposite effect. I love my workout so much. And so I want it to be done immediately because I'm excited. And so if I put it off to the afternoon, I actually get very high anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, I just want to do my workout. I just want to do my workout. That's all I think about all day. That is fine. I'm the opposite because I'm like, I, I start to dread it because my energy goes down throughout the day mm-hmm. if, I, if I don't do it in the morning. Yeah. I have more energy throughout the day if I just get it done. Right. Um, but he talks a lot about like creative procrastination and like he gives you A, B, C, D, E methods and talks about key results. Like there's a lot in here mm-hmm. in a very short book. It's very it quick is. and it's a very easy read, but it's very, very helpful. Perfect. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? The next one. Oh. Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Okay. 
This one is intense, like very intense. I'm actually listening to it on Audible because I am not, I I have a hard time reading mm-hmm. books. We've, um, we've talked about that. Yeah, I have a hard too. time sitting down and reading, but I can listen all day. So, And I'm the what? total opposite because I would rather read and highlight. Like I'm a yeah. visual person where I need to see it and take right. notes and and I want to, I want it in front of me. Yeah, it's just so, funny how different we are. Well, it's cool because um the audible book that they do, they actually do pod little little tiny podcast episodes in between chapters, but also in between certain sections where they want to kind of discuss stuff. But David Goggins uh, was a Navy SEAL. I don't know if he still is. Um, you can follow him on Instagram. I do. He's freaking nuts. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, but he basically talks about his story, which is he had a rough rough life. But his whole message to you is your mind is going to stop you before your body is going to stop you. And he basically just talks about how you need to callous your mind and every hard thing you have gone through in your life and every hard thing you encounter is callousing your mind to prepare you for something, some other challenge in life. And he wants you to approach challenges. And this is a great book for somebody who has gone through something very difficult in their life. So if he had major child abuse, um, growing up, so he had just alcoholism in his family, like a lot of issues that he Mm kind of talks through. And he was a kid who actually, you know, was not living in the greatest area and things like that. And he just talks about how he could have went one or two ways. He could have been, the kid who doesn't go to school and jerks off. Like he's just Mm -hmm. like a, you know what I mean? Um, and just, he went the opposite direction. Um, but it wasn't easy like at all. And his story, I don't know. It just makes me think about, you know, what I've got going on in my life. And I'm like, dude, if David Goggins could do go with what he's gone through, (laughs) like what I'm going through is nothing. Like, so it's very inspirational. So most of it is his story, but then he gives you tips to apply. He gives you challenges actually. So at the end of each, I don't know if it's at the end of each chapter. I can't remember because it kind of all goes together, but he gives you a challenge. Um, so he talked, there's one challenge he gives where he made an accountability mirror. Um, as he was kind of trying to get into the Navy SEALs uh, buds training. And he was overweight. He was like 300 pounds. He was like in terrible health condition and he wanted to be in the Navy SEALs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he had to work out. Like he had to get his butt in shape. And so he didn't want to, obviously, because your brain, like I said, is always trying to keep you in the comfort zone area, trying to keep you safe. So he made an accountability mirror where he would, he, it's kind of very blunt, but he's like, I had to look in the mirror and just say, you're fat. Like he was just like, I had to be honest Mm -hmm. with myself. He said, because so many people try to sugarcoat it or, you know, they, they don't look in the mirror and actually say what is going on. Like the the blunt truth of what's going on in their life. Get real with yourself. Well, he's like, no, like real, like, don't be nice. Like you need to say, this is what it is. And then he said, stop making excuses. Right. And so he would put post-it notes all over his mirror. And every time he would look in it and he would just tell the truth about what's going on in his life. He's like, I have to come here and tell the truth. And so they'll give you challenges like that, like make an accountability mirror. And there was some other ones, but I can't think of them right now, but it's literally, if you want to have fuel and if you're going to like try to accomplish something super hard and it's super intimidating, you need to listen to this book. And it was funny because Lauren came over the other day. We had I had just finished an entire workout program, a six-week program, and we were kind of talking about it. And 
I will be very real with you. I've hit pause a lot. <laughs> like yeah. I thought I was dying some days. It was tough in 20 minutes. And Lauren looked at me and she was like, well, David Goggins says that, you know, that, <laughs> that just means that your mindset's weak. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and then she explained it. She's like, you physically could have mm-hmm. pushed mm-hmm. the entire 20 minutes. And it kind of made me step back and I'm like, yeah, you're right. So yeah. I'm doing it again well, and, and I'm not hitting pause. And Nick, my husband, he is so funny. He works out too in the mornings and he's like, you know, when I'm doing my push-ups and stuff and I really want to quit because my arms feel like they're going to fall off. He's like, I just remember David Goggins doing like 4,000 push-ups and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? I'm such a wimp. And it's just, it's a book that kind of puts it into perspective that our bodies can you guys literally are machines. Like yeah. they can do way more it's your, than what it's your mind. Yeah. He's like, he's like lots of people are not living to their potential like, oh, at all. No. Like not even close. And so he kind of talks you through it and he tells his story, but it's not about him. He says, he's like, I'm telling this story because it is about you and learning that your potential is insane mm-hmm. and you can't be living this life of woe is me. And mm-hmm. you got to just, own it and just do your, do it. It's so true. I'm going to bring this one into the next book is subtle art of not giving a bleep. We'll say that. Um, (laughs) and it, but I think it kind of fits in with what David Goggins was saying. Um, Mm -hmm. this one is by Mark Manson. And I like this because he's, it's so funny at the one part. I really would like to find it, but (laughs) we've got a lot of, yeah, probably not. Um, if you are not, into cursing, you should not read this book um, <laughs> because he pulls a lot of that in. But oh, I found it. Okay, you ready? You just see if this is for you. Okay, um, and I'll say F instead of the actual yeah, word. The word. Yeah. Okay, so he talks about how you need to not give an F about things. Okay, so he says when most people envision giving no Fs whatsoever, they imagine a kind of serene indifference to everything, a calm that weathers all storms. They imagine and aspire to be a person who is shaken by nothing and caves into no one. There's a name for a person who finds no emotion or no meaning in anything, a psychopath. (laughs) Why you'd want to emulate a psychopath, I have no effing clue. So what does not giving a F mean? Let's look at three subtleties that should help clarify the matter. So he's saying it's not, it doesn't mean being indifferent to things. It means being comfortable with being different Yeah, and getting out of your comfort zone. So he really kind of tells you like, walks you through that. And like to give, to give an F about something, like you have to be all in on that thing Mm -hmm. and really care about what you're doing so that nothing stops you. Love it. It's really cool. That's a good yeah. book. So it's a good Those one. Those kind of go hand in hand, I feel like. I do too. Yeah. And it's kind of sure. like a more tough love approach, if you yes. know that. Um, last one. This is is very different, I think, from all the ones we've talked about so far. Yes. But I wanted to bring this up too. This is called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman. And this is not just for person like relationships, husband, wife, wife, whatever. Yeah. But like friendships and just and, people you're meeting in business at work, yes. like just learning their love language so that you have the best relationship with them possible. Yes. So it's really cool because it talks about, and you could even like, if you have a team that you're working with, you could come up with like a quick questionnaire. And actually I'm sure this exists online. No, if you pro- just Google pretty it, sure. um, have them take the quiz and it will tell them what their love language is. So then you can you can do 
things for them that match their language. Right. So, so they can feel appreciative yes. or appreciate. And here, it, yeah, <laughs> something like that. So, and here's the problem with love languages. And I, my husband and I actually read this book together. And then there's a quiz in the back that tells you what your language is. And the reason I wanted to read this was because we have very different love languages. And the problem with that is that when you have a different love language with the person, like from the person that you are married to or with or, or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's when issues can arise. Because if, if my love language is receiving gifts and his is acts of service, I could buy him all the gifts in yeah, the world and, he's not gonna... and he doesn't care because he wants me to like do acts of service. He wants to come home to a clean house, to right. laundry done, to dish. Like, I, you know, that's yeah. very stereotypical, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, or like if, you know, physical touch is mine, but he buys me things like I'm not going to want that. Like I want. Yeah. Like I want you to hug me. And, yeah. yeah. Like kiss I, me and I want to like feel loved. Mm-hmm. So by learning that love language of the other person, you become a better partner. Yep. You become a better leader. You become a better boss. You become, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. And, and maybe people on your team, like maybe they don't need you to buy them a, a hundred dollar target gift card. Right. Maybe they want a handwritten note yep. from you that you're professing your your gratitude for them. Yep. Or maybe sure. they want you to go to lunch with them and just hang out with them mm-hmm. for a day, like mm-hmm. for quality time. So this is really, really cool for any relationship that you're in. It yep. will absolutely improve it. I need to do that with my husband mm-hmm. just so I'm just curious. It's fun. To know it's really fun. And, they, and what you, our love languages are. Yes. Yeah. And you just take a quiz at the end and it'll tell you like how, how you scored and then whatever your highest score is, that is your language. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Yeah. So all right. all right. I think, well, we said we were going to do eight, I think, at the beginning, but we did nine, actually. We did. So we got you nine amazing personal development books, books that are going to really change your life, yeah. honestly. Like, I know that sounds cliche, but, it does, but they it's have so true. totally changed my life after I decided to start. Oh, that's my phone. I'm sorry. I and literally never be, have my phone on loud. No, either. never. Nope. Here would be my suggestion. If you have never read a personal development book, pick one from this list that we talked about and Give yourself 10 minutes a day, set a timer, mm-hmm. and start reading or mm-hmm. start listening. If you would do that every single day, you could finish between 15 and 20 books in a year. That's insane. And can you even imagine where your life would be this time next year if you would do that? Oh my gosh, you would be in a totally different, like amazing, successful place. It would be insane. Totally. totally. And so, you know, Jenna and I are totally different when it comes to books. And so if you're a reader, Read. If you're not, there's Audible. There's an app called Hoopla that you can link to your library so you can get books for free. If they have them at the library, you can definitely listen to those. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different ways. I mean, don't use the excuse that I used to use all the time where I'm like, I hate reading. Like it, I, it gives me anxiety to read the words. Yeah. Listen on your listen way to work. on your way to work. Or I listen when I do my makeup in the morning. So there's ways to make it happen. Yep. Okay. All so right. make it, make it a habit. All right, guys. That's all. See you next time. Bye.